This past week, the priests of the Archdiocese gathered at Conception Abbey in Missouri for our annual week of workshops. This year was a little bit more retreat-like, I would say. The feel was just a little bit more like a retreat. Our presenter was Sister Miriam James, very smart woman, quite articulate. She works with the Pope St. John Paul II Healing Center in Florida. They focus on whole person healing, physical, spiritual, and emotional. Now, it was apparent to me that she has done lots of work with the clergy over the years. I mean, she knows the challenges and temptations priests face today. I heard words of encouragement and accountability reappear in different ways in her talks. It was quite helpful. Her words came to mind when I learned, when I returned, of the relatively small number of responses we received to our appeal the past couple of weeks for new volunteers to help during Mass. We had about 15 new volunteers out of hundreds of people. Now, it's true that we have families volunteering through different means than the papers that were in the pews, but there was just enough truth in that mustard seed-like number that the evil spirit could use it on me. Look how effective you are. Look at the work you're doing. People don't really care. How are you going to build a parish when you can't even get them to volunteer like this? You're on your own. I mean, he's not called the father of lies for no reason. I mean, there's just enough truth in what he says. There should have been more volunteers to tempt us to despair. You know how this works in your own life, I'm sure. You're not good enough. You never will be. Look what you have done. As providence would have it, we were given this gospel in which Jesus said, when you've done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we are obliged to do. Those aren't exactly soothing words, are they? But Jesus is just saying, don't lose focus. Your labors aren't firstly about being rewarded, about ease of life, a recognition of the greatness of your faith, mustard seed that it is. But your labors are about the greatness of God, who has involved you in his work. Be patient. Remain loyal. Don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. I'm sure that's why this gospel is paired with the first reading. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. Be patient. Remain loyal to him. Don't lose heart or hope. We had fewer conferences than normal this year. And even with that, I only attended three talks. The Archbishop was aware. I met him on my way out on Wednesday. First thing Wednesday morning, I got a phone call from previous parishioner. 
known her and her family, her husband, for seven years now. Um, she's 40. She was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer three years ago. Just celebrated her 40th birthday and was celebrating being alive for these three years, which she didn't expect. And they had called because she had just been told that she had developed an acute form of leukemia, which was a known side effect of one of the treatments, and that there's nothing left to be done. She is a third grader, I believe a first grader, and a pre-K child. And so they were calling to see if I would give her the last rites. And the complaining words of Habakkuk from our first reading and the Lord's response kept reappearing in my mind. You do not intervene. Why must I look at misery? The Lord answered, the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, it will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. I was texting with a mom late last night. Bless her heart. She was worried about being faithful to God to the end. She said they had just told the children and that there were lots of tears and fear. And the kids showed amazing faith. And to those who have ears, I say, that's the fruit of her fidelity. And then I told her, you're extraordinarily brave, and so are your kids. I mean, the gospel sounds harsh, but it's actually fortifying, it seems to me. Triumph and tragedies and everything in between come for the believing and unbelieving alike. Being God's servant doesn't exempt you from struggles. History demonstrates it's often the opposite. No, but serving God, being faithful to him in the midst of ordinary and unpleasant and even trying circumstances associates us but the work he alone can do of making all things new. And this gives an extraordinary value to our experiences and mustard seed-like efforts. We are part of something so cosmic and grand that it is its own reward. The fruits of which spread out over space and time, fortifying hearts for the tasks at hand. Ask not, what am I getting, but rather, whom am I serving? And be faithful to him, come what may. He is faithful to you and is gradually making you eternally new, too.